You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Okay. Hello, everyone, okay. and welcome. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Hello, Why? everyone. Welcome to episode 146, where we will be discussing chapters 25 through 27 of Red Scrolls of Magic. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm interrupting Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. You guys, I have to tell you this really quickly. Okay. Do it. So on my husband's been trying to talk me into getting a big TV. And I was like, we don't need a big TV. We have our TV is fine. Well, I wake up on Black Friday and my TV starts to do this waves thing, right? Oh, and it's no. like it's starting to go out. And I'm like, I guess it's like the perfect day for that to happen, right? So I decide to buy a TV, whatever. It's huge. We get it hung up. And all we've watched on it, basically, is Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Miss Rachel. Naturally. And, yeah, of course. And Miss Rachel is freaking ginormous in my family room, right? Because it's this, it's a 75-inch TV. It's ridiculous. But it was Black Friday, like, when in Rome, you know? Oh, my God. So anyway, I decide <laughs> to put our last book wrap-up on to see myself that size, to see what I look like. And my kid is like, it's mommy. And he's so oh excited. And I was like, dude, I have a fan club You're too. Famous. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like, so that was great a fun. Celebrity. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> oh That's it. Gosh. That's all I have. <laughs> I hate when I go to like, I went to Thanksgiving and my uncle's like, I've seen you on TV recently because oh, of the commercials. And I don't know what to say. Cool beans. <laughs> I, I got that at Lincoln's daycare today. Oh, I've seen him on the commercials. And I'm like, yep, that's him. That's that. <sighs> when you're in the business. Yep. The biz, as we like to call it. Yes. No one no one says that. You're, you're a dork. No. <laughs> Robin, you guys went to a concert last night. We oh, did. Yeah. Um, we went to the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Super Would cool. Would recommend. Very nice. I've always wanted to do that. I was, I was thinking of you and Jason, and I was like, "You guys would enjoy this." Yeah, you would. I'm into it. I don't know. I feel like I ha- I've been getting away from the Christmas traditions. Okay. I used to have a lot when I was a kid, and just like as an adult, it's just kind of gotten crazy. That's because you're supposed to start your own. I know. <laughs> but I, I can't do consistency because I have ADHD. Right, right, right. Awesome. No, we usually go see a movie on Christmas. That's kind of like our family tradition. Oh, okay. After we like, after we do open presents and do breakfast and then we go and see a movie. Neat. That sounds like fun. Usually whatever like Marvel movie is out or whatever. Of course. Always. Or possibly a Disney movie. I think we went and saw Cruella one year. I don't know if the timing is right on that, but I sort of half remember it. So. Are you blanket people when you go to the movies? Do you bring your own blanket? Absolutely not. No. I don't. I know. And I, I feel like it sounds really cool on Christmas, but I would be so embarrassed. Me too. 
Well, we have to go through the mall. I'm I'm not going to walk through the mall with a blanket. Like, that's so... No. Even though nobody's there, it's still weird. And I already think that everybody's constantly looking at me. So that wouldn't help my predicament. That's fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I make dinner, so I'm cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I hate to bring the mood down. Um... (laughs) (laughs) but um as you know i've kind of alluded to in past episodes or or whatever um you know it's been a kind of a a rough go of it lately um my uh grandma just passed away last weekend um after um about a year-long battle with cancer um and i uh it sucks a lot (laughs) safe to say yeah safe to say sucks (laughs) amanda has offered to roast me um so uh that is her objective this episode (laughs) as a show of love and support (laughs) exactly she's like "Ooh, sounds like a real bummer you've had a bummer yeah (laughs) bummer there it is Um, we need a counter (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> a tally system um but uh no i uh i had the opportunity and the honor um to help my grandma through the process and um you know be with her for for treatments and sit during infusions and go to doctor's appointments and scans and and you know all of that stuff, um, you know, it was, um, I'm very grateful for the time that I had this past year, um, and us growing so close. So, um, as much as it sucks <laughs> that she's not here anymore, um, I, um, I have a lot of really good memories and I'm happy and at peace with, you know, the relationship that we had and um that she is no longer in pain so anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> uh as amanda would say bummer um <laughs> i had yeah, kind of a, it's a real bummer, bummer thanksgiving in the hospital we're all crying now thank um, you uh, but my omi was very very special to me so uh <sighs> yeah if we could all just be so lucky as to have a grandchild like you <laughs> thank you um i honestly feel like i'm just doing what anybody would do but i uh, apparently according to everybody else that's not true <laughs> and so my my view of what is acceptable and normal is I think a little bit skewed for most people. I think that's right. because you surround yourself with people like us because we're like good people. Right. But then you look out and you're you're like, oh, I think we're the exception. Right. I'm like, oh. Uh, but, you know, it's funny because I had, you know, we postponed Thanksgiving because things were going on and um, she passed early Saturday morning. Um, and so we were in the hospital over Thanksgiving and the day after and. Um, 
so I postponed Thanksgiving, even though it's usually the day after with my, the boys, my brothers. Um, and so Saturday morning, I got the call at like 4 a.m. And um, I got up and um, I text my mom and my mom called me and we had like a good like two hour talk, which was, <laughs> I'm like, knock on wood. It was great. Like, I don't <laughs> That's was, awesome. You know, everyone knows that like mother daughter relationships aren't exactly easy, right? Like, <laughs> Really? <laughs> I know, right? Um, but we had a really good talk and then I cooked an entire Thanksgiving meal and my brothers came over with their, uh, significant others. And, um, we had a really nice Thanksgiving together and it was nice to have a house full of, you know, family and kind of have a task to do while I'm thinking and processing and like breaking down and like going back to like making a pie, you know? Um, but it was great. And like my, my brother is, um, expecting, he's expecting a little boy in March. Um, and like my husband always jokes around, like it's my grandbaby because like my brothers are like, I'm so much older. My, my brothers are like my kids. Um, yeah. My mouth is really dry because I'm nervous. Um, Don't be. It's just us. I know. It's just a story. Gaggling Nobody's gals. listening. Uh, so he's, he's joking about, around about that. And I was kind of like just sitting there at dinner, like looking at everyone. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I guess, you know, the mantle has been passed. I guess I'm the new grandma and I'm the new, you yep. know head of this little section of our family, you know, and just, it was, I don't know. It was a really special grief filled day. Yep. <laughs> like we'll say yep. that. Um, you need a scepter cause you're the matriarch now. Yes. Right. <laughs> we need to make you I'll a make, crown. I'll make one out of twigs and crystals. <laughs> yes, <Perfect>. girl. <laughs> But um, I have been, don't worry, I have been taking care of myself. I've been doing some self-care. Um, I dyed my hair naturally because that's what you do when something traumatic happens. Um, yeah, that's, that's what called my therapist told self-care. Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't know if it's the same, but it's still about yeah. you. I took a day off from work <laughs> and just kind of like chilled and stuff. And so I'm I'm doing okay, but yeah, it's. But I'm glad to be able to do this, you know, and laugh with you guys and have, you know, those moments of normalcy and levity and, you know. Yes. Life's been so crazy and, like, you know, erratic (laughs) over the last year, you know. Uh Uh-huh. So. A lot's been going on. I can only imagine how quiet it seems now. Era eerily yeah eerily quiet uh-huh. yeah so oh my god do we have any reviews did we decide if we i don't think we decided we had any reviews right we don't we do not mm-hmm. oh no. that's not an underhanded hint that maybe we could use some reviews <laughs> to make like, ourselves feel guys. better 
It's not Amanda because wants of our a rating. Turn. It's not because of our rating. We have an awesome rating. Like, yeah, <laughs> plenty of people have reviewed us. We have an awesome rating. If anyone checked us out, they'd probably be like, "These people must be great," because why else would all these people? I know. Think they're awesome. Our listeners are such good liars. Right. <laughs> Uh, they're not annoying at all. Not even a little bit. You guys are you mean so us, funny. Not Stop them, saying right? you're annoying. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Sorry. Um, yeah. <sighs> oh, my awesome. gosh. You're the imposter. <laughs> right. I'm the imposter. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So... What do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's sneeze? No. That was a yawn. It was a yawn. Really? Oh, oh, I I misread it. I, I'm sorry. I got mascara in my eye, and so it's kind of burning. Oh, that's nice. It smells like But I, I knew. I should have washed my face. I knew. So that's all so coming. So we're kicking things off with Robin's recap. Previously on downworld or dish magnus and shinyan go to investigate discovery why did i not let you say that i feel <laughs> awful i've just stepped on your toes please ma'am take it away <laughs> <laughs> the wheeze laugh has started <laughs> it's uh, amanda's the only non-smoker right? at some point <laughs> in her life somebody tell me am i still sick or am i sick again nobody knows Oh my god, you poor things! This oh my is gosh, you guys. This PSA time. for our listeners at home: This is what happens when you have young children. Yeah, they're disgusting. We've literally not been not sick for almost three months now. Yeah. As soon as it starts to end, it starts again. It is crazy. Jesus. Okay, it's do you want to start again, and I'll do it. I, I absolutely do. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, ma'am. Magnus and Shenyun go to investigate Discovery. Yes. <laughs> a cr- that wasn't too quick. <laughs> it was great. A crumbling Italian villa under the guise that this would be the meeting place of all the big wig cult members. On their way to the mansion, they hear chanting and then are ensnared by a metal grate. Magnus weirdly needs to muster all of his strength to blast the gate, creating an escape route, and Shenyun is pissed. <gasps> the charade is over. The jig is up. The ruse is r- rused. <laughs> Shinyan is the crazy cult leader, and she has poisoned the great poison to take away his magic. He gets thrown in a cell, and she monologues to him about what a disappointment he's been to their dad. Okay, well, not like her dad in the sense that like he fathered her, more like her dad in the sense that she is a lunatic. Yeah. <clears throat> She's really mad that Magnus is such a cotton-heady ninny muggins, and he gets all the love from dad. So she's just going to sacrifice him to get out of the, get him out of the picture, and then her and dear old can rule the world together. Shinyan commands Magnus be taken to the pit, but not before she tells him that she's also hoodwinked Alec, and he's in a heap of trouble. <laughs> Speaking of which, our shadow hunters are encased in a ring of fire, and it lights the flames of regret in Helen Blackthorne. Ever the teenager, she's blaming the entire situation on herself because she wanted to Harry Potter and refused to seek help when a grown-up was clearly needed. 
She, of course, wanted to prove that she was more Nephilim than Downworlder and get the glory for cracking the case on her own. But it literally backfired uh, on them, you uh. could say. <clears throat> Alec cuts the pity party and devises a plan to escape the flames by leaping Helen over the top. She sees that they're actually surrounded by fire demons. They dispatch the horde, and then Alec uses Magnus's scarf to track him, giving a dramatic speech about he doesn't have time to wait for backup. And apparently, Helen's cell phone isn't working to call Leon. I don't know. The details are sus, but the three head out. Magnus is dragged out to the pit, which is actually a stage where the Crimson Hand folk are going to watch him be sacrificed. He's changed into the all-white getup, and his throat is cut slightly. Letting blood drain down the front of him, Magnus is held in a salt pentagram, and the crowd starts cheering for Shinyan, who's nicknamed herself. I'm assuming she nicknamed herself. Cursed yeah, yep. daughter. Don't do that. You have to be. You need to be Reuben naturally. Okay, it needs to just flow out. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Clearly. <clears throat> or to, to a tornator. So I was going to say. So there it is. Makes to strike Magnus, and he reflects on his life and how much he loves Alec before it hits, and he starts screaming. Oh my God, you guys! <sighs> ah, it's crazy. So in true mid-aughts fashion, Alec is channeling Vin Diesel as he races through the Italian countryside in a banged-up Maserati to rescue his family. <laughs> Don't the family. Make me laugh. Don't family. you do it. <laughs> a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Dude, you would know. You've seen like all those movies, right? Absolutely. Multiple times. Awesome. <laughs> oh, awesome. I am from Gresham. <laughs> Fair. Oh, so thankfully, just like in the movies, nobody ever actually dies as Alec, Aline, and Helen track Magnus to the crumbling villa. They know it's the right one because of the completely natural and not at all suspicious glowing vortex shrouded in black clouds lighting up the sky directly above the villa. Like a flashing neon sign. Weird magic shit right here. <laughs> yes, Amanda. She's raising her hand. And maybe you get there, so I'm sorry if you don't. But I also feel like we've talked about it before. How does a tracking rune work? Does he just, like, feel it? Like, hot and cold? So, it it was explained when Jace used the tracking room to track Sebastian with the thread, you know, in, during the war. Or right before okay. the war. So, he uses it, he holds it in his hand, and it closes his eyes, and he can see where he's at. Oh. So, it's like a vision okay. situation. He saw, like, the valley that he recognized, and so he went there, and it, like, slowly led him to where he was. Okay, okay. Huh, okay. So, I don't know. Interesting. I just feel like... I don't exactly that, know how, how that Alec work? knows where things are in the Italian countryside, but... Right. Mm -hmm. I guess. Maybe the scarf is like magic. dog pointing. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like, it's like the, where it needs to go. the magic carpet from Aladdin, just like miming. Yes. <laughs> it goes around, tied his around his neck and neck. it's like pulling him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Okay, thank you. As you were. You're very welcome. <laughs> so they know it's the right... Oh, because I already said that. 
So Helen's regretting their choice not to call for backup as Alec guns it up the hill toward his love. The Shadowhunter Elite LGBTQ squad uh, ditch the car <laughs> and creep up to the gate. The two cultists standing guard are no match for our team. Aline jumps into action first, using her powers of awkward to distract the enemy. Next, Alec, having spent years trying to earn his father's approval, tags the first guard between the eyes with a rock. That's some David and Goliath action right there. Did you see that, Dad? Um, Helen (laughs) cleans it up with a pile driver. She's been fending off grabby pricks for ages. But, like, in all seriousness, like, this feels significant. We've got three queer characters working together exclusively in a mainstream, YA, hugely visible franchise. Like, that doesn't happen all the time. Not something this popular. It's just cool, and I wanted to acknowledge it. And it, like, it passes the Bechdel test, kind of, like... If you were to adjust that for not just female representation, but for, like, queer representation. Like, they're not talking about relationships and this. Like, they're solving a problem uh-huh. and, like, whatever. It's just cool. I like it. Yeah. I'm There's here. Vanilla I'm here sides. for the squad. <laughs> <sighs> um, uh, so, anywho, the, the squad... I've, I've named them. This is who this is. So every time these like people it. in the next come up, they're going to be the squad. Um, I like squad. it. <laughs> Make their way through the grounds unnoticed, following the tracking rune to a clearing in the gr- in like the gardens directly below the doom cloud. Uh, so like where they're quickly reminded that the villa is property of a demon cult because there is a, a Rahab demon. Ooh, I like the way you said that. What? Mm-hmm. How would you say it? I read it as Rahab. Oh, okay. okay. But that doesn't make. There's not a Y, so <laughs> I don't. I I read it with the H silent, like a Rab. But I feel like we already had a Rab demon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We have like a Rom or demon. S- yeah, okay. maybe that's what I was thinking. To be honest, I read your chapter really fast because I procrastinated. So it sounded more like a rah, rah, rah in my head. Like, uh, I'm gotcha. not even going to read this mm-hmm. word. It was one of those. Yes. I do that sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. But so, I had to make the sound. <laughs> yes. So this demon is like a, a like a lizard lizard person demon with like extra rosa teeth. Um, and it's guarding the area and picks up their scent, uh, which is a callback uh, to episode two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was the name I of need the episode? A scent. I need a scent. Yes, that's right. That's right. Good job. Thank you for the assist, The narcissism Robin. is strong with this one. <laughs> that's my theme today, as I posted on Instagram. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, Aline is not about it. Uh, the guard is the same kind of demon that attacked her during the ballot battle for Alicante. So, she's like, whoa. Um, and... Helen kind of, like, reassures her. She has, like, a little moment where she, like, touches her hand and is like, it's going to be okay. It was very cute. I liked it. Anyway. um, So they hoped the wind from the perfectly normal cyclone above would mask their sense and give them, like, an edge. They're like, okay, this thing knows we're here. Maybe we can, like, use this to our advantage. Well, because, like, the way she described like, it doesn't have eyes, right? Like, there's teeth in its forehead and teeth underneath. So yeah, it's blind. it's blind. Exactly. Who, yeah. 
stupid, stupid idea. I just, uh, who designs these demons? The fucking writers, Amanda. No, they have a D20. And each number corresponds with a different attribute. And they're just rolling the dice. I don't know what you're saying. Well, if you weren't such a nerd, that wasn't a nerd. (laughs) And you could be cool. Oh, my God. A, 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 A dirt. Ask me anything about murder, Robin. Do it. Ask me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Who framed Roger Rabbit? (laughs) Don't make me laugh. Damn it. (gasps) I'll just start coughing. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Okay. So Alec brought the pain, raining arrows down as Helen dashed toward the demon, sliding on her knees and slicing at his hammies. And then it was Aline's (laughs) turn. I'm going to read this from the book. <laughs> Amanda, what's wrong? What's wrong? Are you having trouble when you laugh? Are we too funny? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I knew this would happen tonight. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Aline had closed the distance between or oh, sorry. Aline had closed the distance herself and now leaped and buried her daggers into the demon's back. The demon emitted a high-pitched, nearly inaudible whine. Aline yanked one of her daggers out and jammed the blade into its neck. The demon reared and lashed at her with a whip-like tongue. Aline ducked underneath under the tongue and held on for dear life, slicing at the demon with viciousness Alec had never seen from her before, leaving the demon bleeding from a hundred wounds. She finally dove off, somersaulting onto the soft grass and back to her feet. Damn. For real. She's letting out some aggression. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like... You'll see. Okay. Okay. So, you go, girl. Anyway, so Alec finishes off the demon with a well-placed arrow, and he actually retrieves his arrows, which I bet means that Alec would be the DM's favorite. Apps, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Nerd. <sighs> what? What? That's not your thing? Question mark? <laughs> <sighs> So they scope out the scene and spy with their little eye six well-armed cultists. And luckily for them, uh, the tracking rune is telling them that Magnus is through those cultists. <laughs> no big deal, right? Yeah. It's a very so, specific tracking rune. Yeah, really, truly. So before- Okay, look, I was thinking about yeah. that as we were talking, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're in Jace's pov, right, when that happens- and so yeah. he's just like, oh, I heard it and I came out. Basically, like, I saw it and I knew where to go. Do you think that could be some of his, like, Herondale arrogance? Like, that's not necessarily how the tracking room works. But Jace is like, I know what I'm doing. I don't need to ask for directions. I got it. Probably. Right. Maybe. And then that's, I so this that tracking room could be different. Maybe. Like, it, you know, because he wasn't just like, oh, got it. It, it sounds like the magic, it's almost like a beacon. Like, you'll feel it as yeah. you're getting closer, kind of a, like... That's what I'm imagining. Hotter versus colder. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I like, like it. Kind of like a that's compass it. or something, yeah. So, before they have a chance to make a plan, an unmistakable scream tears through the night and Alec moves. 
He's on the cultists before he even realizes what he's doing, taking out half of them in the first go. Okay. A front row seat to Alex's brand of whoop-ass being brought down on their friends, coupled with the sight of two more shadow hunters, is too much. Adios. The remaining three flee into the night. <laughs> um, Alec also had some aggression to work out, <laughs> apparently. For real. So, squad goals regroup. <laughs> Alec needs to get to Magnus. He's got a one-track mind, and it's pointed directly at his a baby. Baby, baby. A baby, baby. <laughs> Carefully picking their way through the crumpled bodies of cultists, uh, they see what the demon worships worshippers were guarding. An amphitheater. What is it with this kind of architecture, Cassie? Like, I feel like yep. we had an indoor amphitheater last book. Right? We did. Yeah. I kind think of. In a few books. Yeah. There's... But, yeah. Mm, I, either... The Shadowhunters have a really, like, heavy hand with the, like, Roman architecture, which might be true. Or. Yeah. Let's get some some new ideas, maybe. When did um, The Gladiator by Russell Crowe came out? Because maybe it was just, like. It was just on trend. Ode. Let's see if we can think of a better idea. Like, at a, at a public library? <laughs> a playground? <clears throat> Like, where could they be doing this coldy thing right now? Yeah. A castle. A castle. I'd like to go to a castle. Let's go to a castle. I I feel like it's a Broadway stage. and That's um, a stage. Yeah. Anyway. So the two let, Muppet guys are up there heckling. <laughs> let me paint a word picture of the scene that they look down on. Okay. The stage is lined with Crimson Hand members, all in cult-issued uniforms, of course. Uh, Magnus is on his knees in the middle of a salt pentagram. And the cherry on top, Shinyan is standing over Magnus with a giant sword. And the apex of the now obviously magic tornado is directly above them. <laughs> cool beans. Yeah, it's a little scary. Yeah. Okay, so we go back in this chapter, we go back to Magnus's POV where we left off in our last episode. Magnus is screaming in pain. And while he's screaming, it sounds like he, it almost seems like a blackout sort of thing. So he's taken back to an old memory of him and Ragnar Fell. And of course, they're drinking together. Best memories. (laughs) And Magnus was clearly upset. Ragnar told him that he was uh, worried worried about him. Magnus just like rolls it off his shoulders, telling Ragnar he's just having fun. And this quote is in here that I want to talk about. It's his first love, the one who had stayed, had died of old age in his arms. Who are we talking about? Is this someone we don't know about? Okay, so look, I think the rest of the Shadowhunter fandom knows, and we don't because we didn't read the Bane Chronicles because we got suck. it. Okay. So I'm excited to hear about this because it sounds like it was a Mundy. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, we be dumb. Yeah. So I'm excited. Okay, so anyway. We will get to it when we get to it. Yeah. So Ragnar tells uh, Magnus that since he found out who his father is, he's been noticeably different. It's like finding out your father's a greater demon could affect you. I don't know. Yikes. I don't know. So Magnus defends himself by saying he has been inspired to start a cult in his father's honor 
and it's going to do ridiculous things and be awful and go nowhere, or it's going to take off and be the greatest prank ever of all time. Mm. <laughs> so Ragnar laughs it off, deciding to just let it go because he's literally never been able to steer Magnus away from a bad idea. So like, go on with your bad <laughs> Like Robin with me? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Another quote for you. Uh, if Magnus could make everyone else laugh, surely he would feel like laughing himself. If he was enough fun to be around, he would never be on his own. If he pretended everything was all right, surely that would become the truth. Mm. And wow, if that isn't a quote that describes <laughs> me the best. I don't know if there is one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I feel called out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This is getting a little bit personal. Personally attacked. Yeah. It's like I, I, I so, won't watch TikToks in front of my husband because my my for you algorithm is too precise. Yeah. I'm like this yeah. is too personal. This is like a diary. I don't like this. <laughs> so funny. Sometimes the videos my husband sends me and I'm just like, dude, what is with your algorithm? You're not on mentally ill TikTok. I don't know what's wrong right. with you. Right. Toddlers and mentally ill. That's all I got. Yep. <laughs> So Ragnar goes on to ask Magnus to describe his plan for this cult. But before Magnus can explain, we are whisked away to yet another memory. So Magnus is on a stage <laughs> recruiting people to join his cult by asking if they ever felt lonely and wanted to belong to something bigger than themselves. And of course, like, while dude, we don't want to join your pyramid scheme, Magnus. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to sell your lotions. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. We haven't talked since high school. But, hey, how you doing, girl? Oh, my God. I can't. Okay. For me, in my head, what what vision came to mind is in Anastasia, when they're holding auditions for the Anastasia, in that, like, and they've got, like, the stage or whatever, and they're sitting there, and they're like, trying to find someone that matches or or whatever. I don't know. That's in my head. That's what I saw. I haven't seen that movie. Either. How have you never seen Anastasia? What is wrong with you people? That was one of my favorites. Oh my God. It's got the best fucking music. Oh, okay. I feel like I remember you really liking it and I never watched yeah. it. I feel like that's a thing. She had red hair. I had to be into I it. Mean, of course. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> I thought of um, Outlander for some reason, like when they are on that mm. traveling stage. Oh, oh yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. That's what I thought of. That's fun. Okay. Sorry yeah, to so interrupt you. He's Nope. You are I, great. I love it. I started it. <laughs> so, of course, he's drinking while he's pitching to this cult. And people's um, drink cups are magically being refilled because, um, you know, happy people want to join cults, I guess. Can I invite him to all of my parties? Jesus. Yeah. Save a fortune on the the bill. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so then on to another memory we go. He's congratulating the cult on their Robin, Robin Hood work of stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. So Magnus had created some kind of an illusion for this event of Asmodeus. 
I feel like the way it's described is maybe something like a hologram or something. <laughs> and um, anyway, he reveals this illusion that he had created. It took him like a week to build it. He was stoked. <laughs> and no one is cheering. They're all just silent. And that is a great fear of mine. Yeah. And you're just like slow clapping for yourself. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody. Oh yeah. no. Um. So that's because the real Slim Shady, Asmodeus. I just want you to know. By the way, I was singing that all week. <laughs> okay. I just want you yep. to know. I'm pretty sure I said the real Slim Shady in mine. So there's that. <laughs> Amazing. Um. Have you heard that so- actual song? What? what? Or just the clip on TikTok where he says that. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Okay. I don't think I've heard either. You just said it, and it's in my head. Oh. Okay. I'll have to send you a you thing it. with it. Anyway, content. Do go on. Yeah. Thank you. So anyway, Asmodeus was there, and he's all butt hurt that Magnus started a parody <laughs> cult. Whoops. Yeah. You apparently who, who woke up, Dad? Who woke Dad? What? Or yeah, don't wake Don't wake Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. My husband doesn't remember that game. What? What? I know. I mean, so apparently... talk about like 50s, like fear Dude. mongering into a game. Right? Yes. Like, right. so unhealthy and toxic. Yeah. That's so funny. It's so true. <laughs> Imagine the people that were building games when that was created. You're absolutely right. That's so funny. It's the worst thing you can imagine. Okay. So many people at the celebration were chanting Asmodeus's name that it caught his attention and he decided to make an appearance once he realized the leader was Magnus. What the fuck? Mm. Yeah. I feel oh like I'd God. want to go check things out just from hearing my name that much. Right. I would just be like, are you guys talking shit? Right. Yeah. Right. He's going down to the basement like, all right, kids, settle down. What's going on yeah, here? Yeah. <laughs> I can hear you're still up. It's yep. time to go to bed. Yep. Like Dude. that was an hour ago. Mm-hmm. So um, he thanks Magnus for bringing together all these followers and promises to put them to good use. I don't know what that means. We'll just have to see. So Magnus's punishment for doing this as a parody is handed down by his daddy-o for misbehaving, was to have his memory wiped of the cult. Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. So, then we're brought back to present Uh-oh. day where Shinyan is standing over Magnus, and she's like, see? Look what you could have had! I don't she's know why that's so how she dramatic. sounds. But it is. I mean, you become a leader of a cult, and I think you get a little drama behind you, but I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Magnus felt a few emotions when he, like, comes back to his brain and regains all of those memories. But the main thing that he felt was shame. He'd felt bad for making a joke out of people's lives. But um, for the people, like, these people were looking for something bigger than themselves and and to do something greater. And he just made a joke out of it. And the thing that's not discussed that I obviously think it wasn't discussed in the book because it was left for us to discuss is that he should be proud because although it was a joke, like they were actually doing good things. Right. I mean, you would think that, but I guess if your dad is literally like a prince of hell, he's not into that. 
I guess. Yeah, but Magnus is a good person. And so, like, I understand that, like, he's upset that he (sighs) fucked around. Because he he did fuck around. Um, Yeah, for sure. But for the most part, he's a good person who wants to see good in the world. And so I would think that he would kind of at least be able to reconcile that and like this didn't this wasn't horrible but then his memories got wiped so it doesn't really matter yeah and now they're you imagine how they were doing yeah like ha 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 i'm gonna go donate this to a hospital ha 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 (laughs) such a good prank Listen, I clearly misunderstood your question because I thought you meant Asmodeus. Was like should have been proud of him, so that was me being dumb. Okay. Um, number two, I think obviously it's quick to like have the connections and what's happening at this moment, but I think Magnus has boxed himself into being a villain mm-hmm. yeah. in his own mind. So everything he does just plays into that. Yeah. Roll in his head. Definitely. Yeah. It also made him realize that he wasn't feeling that horrible pain because it all started, obviously, this all these memories flooded back with, I'm assuming he probably felt the same emotions that he was feeling in the moments that he was watching. And, sorry. <coughs> Intense cough, sorry. Insert cough here. Um <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. I don't know where I was going with that, but he was not feeling his sadness anymore that he was in those memories, basically. Especially not since he met Alec. So obviously he's kind of pulling him out of his Sounds like centuries long depression, Mm -hmm. which is just awesome. So Magnus turns and apologizes to the crowd for starting the cult because it was all just a joke to begin with. And Shinyan is pissed, but he goes Mm. on to tell them, like, it's not too late. Go live your life. You know, get out of here. And she's like, no, she's like, no, these are our worshipers. What are you doing? Their lives are up to us. Like, we get to decide what they do. She's like, dude, dad was right, man. You're a gigantic party pooper and a complete fool. <laughs> I love how they keep saying fool. Like, you fool. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's My this favorite. huge insult. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's like when you're reading, like, fantasy and they're like, bastards, this big, huge insult to right. people. Yep. Yeah, I've noticed in A Court of Thorn and Roses, she says prick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's oh, a big. Uh-huh. <laughs> Naughty, like that's so naughty. It's great. Yeah. So Shin turns and gives a speech to the crowd of her own before she tries to kill Magnus, but no one reacts. So there's like this little chaos happening up in the bleachers that I'm going to call them. Someone must have lost a bet or maybe like spilled their beer. We don't know. But Magnus couldn't tell what was going on. He just saw that people seemed to be fighting. So... I think that they were fighting over their teams. Like one was Shinyan, one was Team Magnus, and they were like dueling, mm-hmm. right? They had the jerseys on and stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, shirts and skins. They didn't have time for Yeah, jerseys. there we go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, fair. I love it. 
And obviously, Magnus's skins, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I want to see yeah. that no belly button belly. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Shin Yun um, moves, like she goes to try to take out Magnus, but she's stopped by a stronger pentagram than the one that she had placed. And she looks at Bernard and she's like, what is this? And he's like, oh... Yeah, sorry about that. We um, decided that we really didn't like your leadership style. You're kind of corporate, and we'd prefer like <laughs> mom and pop, small business, laid back style. <laughs> so you're out. Sorry. So then he goes on and meets. He's like, yeah, you know, Asmodeus comes when we call to. You're not the only one that can summon demons. So the cult decided we don't want a warlock to lead us anymore. We just want ultimate power and to host ultimate parties. Well, I mean, that sounds cool. I mean, yeah. I feel Minus like the greater demon. Haven't heard anything right? bad yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they have decided they're going to sacrifice Chinyun and Magnus. Oh, that's why the not? bad part. Yeah. There it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> So Magnus tell tries to tell Bernard, like, Asmodeus is literally a lying demon. You know, like, things aren't going to go the way you think they are. He is lying to you. But Bernard gives no shits. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. So eventually they're just kind of standing up on this stage. It sounds like Magnus and Shenyan. And so he makes fun of her nickname, Cursed Daughter. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're one to talk great poison. He's like, yeah, okay, okay, that's that's fair, but it's like a pun on my name, so haha. Dude, my mind was blown. Like this I was know. a bigger shock to me than Shinyan being the leader. I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever it's read in so my entire funny. life. This is great. This is literally right up my alley. What? What is that? It was a pun. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I was into I, it. I don't get the pun though. So like. Magnus being like, like Meg, like megalomaniac, like magnanimous, so great. And then Bane uh-huh. is like a poison, would be like a wolf's bane. Oh, I like it. I wasn't. I feel wolf's dumb, bane. I was but I like bane it. Of your existence. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like yeah. actual, like wolf's bane, like actual poison, bane. Yep, great okay, poison. Yeah. I was just like, dude, gotcha. shit, yep. fucking slaps, yep. bro. That's good. That's good. I like that. Yep. It <sighs> adds nothing to the story, but I had to, you know, we found it out. It adds so that was to cool. my heart. Great poison. Yes. Yeah. So as he's describing the, you know, the pun on his name, whatever, he's like, I'm really into puns. And he's he's going on a Robin rant about yes. puns. He's interrupted by a flying demon and the crowd starts to part. And Alec is in the middle coming towards him. And he's like, oh, my God, I love you. Oh, my God. Are you safe? Alec. Oh, my God. Like so many emotions. And I can only imagine. He's like, you're coming to save me. Oh, my God. Are you going to get hurt? Anyway. The air starts to change and Magnus can sense that Asmodeus is coming. And that's like bad. Oh. Yeah. Listen, this is not how I wanted you to meet my parents. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I love that for you. Sorry. I had to. All right. Alec is on the highway to the danger zone, mobbing to the throngs of cultists. Danger zone. Sorry, I can't help it. I have to every time. It was mandatory. Uh-huh. 
He's making a beeline to his magical daddy. Um, the Shadowhunter threesome are getting resistance from the Crimson Hand novices, but it's nothing their skills with a Z aren't able to maneuver, especially Alec, who could now see a bloody Magnus on stage with Shen Yun. Like, he's like, Mm-mm. he's got to get to his man. His heart. I got to get my bow. He's bleeding. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, my baby needs me. <laughs> In the midst of the chaos, Magnus and Alec's eyes meet, their eyes locked, and the world just stops. He has all this time to let his ADD thoughts run wild, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a fucking show in there. Acrobatics. He starts remembering when he went to Magnus's house after, like, they had just started dating. And Alec told his parents that he was going to go training, quote, but he snuck out and went to his apartment. And he has a key, which I think is weird, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like he said, and his Alec was like, oh, Magnus said the key would be easier for him. And like, he knew I'd have it or whatever. Like he Mm -hmm. knew it would be me. The place is warded. I don't know. Anyway, Alec at this point is confused. He's scared. He's ragey. And, like, the war is going on and everything. And he wasn't sure why he, like, drifted his way over there. He wasn't sure how, why his compass was pointing him that way. But he let himself in. And then he sees Magnus in the middle of his apartment in, like, this orange shirt. Digging through three spell books at a time. And Alec was feeling, like, kind of, it says dread. I'm assuming some of it's, like, that mm-hmm. oppressing guilt. Like, right. mm-hmm. even though he shouldn't. About, like, oh, what is my dad going to say? Like, if he knew I was here, like, what would he do? What would yeah. he say? How would he freak? And then Magnus looks up at him, and he smiled at Alec, and then it made him feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Ah, Quotis. Alec thought he could be all right just standing in that doorway, watching Magnus smiling to see him for the rest of his life. Magnus smiled the same way now, despite the horror unfolding around them, the corners of his golden eyes crinkling. It was such a sweet, surprised smile, as if Magnus was startled enough and happy enough to see Alec that he'd forgotten everything else. Fuck. I know. And then I imagined him with little crow's feet, and it was, like, literally the cutest. Oh. Right? Oh. Would, wouldn't you like to like to think that that's how you and your partner would be in that kind of mo- that's it's not it's not i mean i guess we're both not warriors you right. know so it's like maybe yeah. something we were better skilled at like to us that would be like putting an ikea like tv console together you know it's Dude. stressful shit's falling down you lock eyes you're like we got this boo i guess this is why we don't read books about people putting together furniture dude a ceiling fan almost like oof, that almost got us <laughs> yep that was hard yep <sighs> i watched this tiktok not too long ago of this couple that had like three young kids and they said anytime things are crazy and they can't handle it in their house. They look at each other and they just go, we're making memories. And so I, now I do that with Andy. I'm like, I'm never going to forget this chaos. Like it's not going to last forever. These are just memories. Yeah. <laughs> Unless like you trauma block them out. Which, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, could you tend to do that, especially when you want more kids. Uh, I don't. 
so it makes you forget yeah it does and then you gotta hang out with people with babies and you're like nope Mm-mm. no yep. no no i'm at the stage where i want to have them and then give them back uh-huh somebody take mine for a bit just kidding just kidding they're crazy <laughs> Let me play Just with them and yeah, and give them back to mom and dad. Yep. Yay. Okay. I'm going to talk. Their quest to the stage was, of course, going too easy. Like, they were mal- they were mowing, mobbing through these freaking human, Mervin. culty, mundy, garbage people. Mm-hmm. And, um... Helen, like, pulls Alec out of, like, this eye in the storm inter-monologue passage and back in the brutality. uh, Sorry, I said that wrong. The brutal reality, brutality, uh, (laughs) of the absolute horse shit they were in. Okay, this was horse shit. That's that's the only way you could describe it. That's, That's it. The Crimson Hand had sent in their most bloodthirstiest of murder birds to rip their faces off. And not in a, I'm going to foil a terrorist plot by switching faces with the dude who killed your son, way. It's like, not in that way. It's not. Oh, God. Have you ever seen Face Off? Yes. With Nick Cage and John Travolta? Yes. Yeah, it was I not mean, that. I don't remember the idea behind it. I just remember it was weird and creepy. I Googled it. it was okay. We saw it in a drive-in when I was a kid. Oh. And we were on the top of the station wagon. It was a double feature. And we watched it. And I remember Love that. And I remember it was being Face Off. Anyway. Love those. Yes. <clears throat> so Alec starts arrowing. Obviously, that's his jam. And he misses the first demon. Arrowing? Gets the second. Yes, that's what it's called. Duh. You didn't know? <laughs> God damn <laughs> Maybe if you paid more attention doing nerdy stuff, you'd know it's called arrowing. God. <laughs> Nobody tell her. Nobody tell her. Nobody tell her. Nobody tell her. Okay. He made me ink. Uh, okay he gets the first murder he misses the first one gets the second one i lost my place okay but it didn't stop the homies from rolling up to try to peck out their existence okay they were not afraid of alex arrowing they were gonna go and so aline gets blocked from going up the stairs by one and she's like and like shoves its wing out i'm assuming and she got some like slashing in by her, and it said like she was slashing at it and I was like dude like do some like piercing damage why are you slashing uh-huh. and then I remember she has daggers right I guess like, yeah you should not have done that you, why did you bring daggers bro right you're gonna stab too, something a hundred times to try to kill close it range you need something yeah, I know. a little bit of reach. She stabbed a lizard demon, like, literally a hundred times. She crawled up its back, basically, yep. with the freaking daggers, and it still didn't die. You picked a really bad choice. Yep. And now you need to live with it. Yeah. Or yep. die with it. Because you're in the literally. shit. Yeah. Anyway, she's blocked. <laughs> she starts slashing. It's not doing anything. And then she gets, like, bitch slapped with its wing. Ooh. And she flies. She gets yeeted out of the way. And Helen is like with a fucking sword. Okay. She has yep. a sword. She's carving some of them up like Thanksgiving dinner. She's like. 
And then Alec is still knocking arrows back. And I don't like he's doing what he does best. He's taking his position at the back of the party and watching out for everyone else. Like that's his jam. That's what he does. But I feel like I don't know. Like put the bow down. I don't know, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I know you're attached to it, but like I think what he's trying to do is take them out the demons that are in the sky. Like so they can't keep getting like dive bombed. But he sees what's happening. Like Aline gets knocked over. I think she's distracted by Helen being Helen gorgeous and okay. so um she tries to stand up and alex like watch out because another demon is like dive bombing for her and just in time helen instead of jim mm. tackles her to safety mm-hmm. and like that just to's the avian abomination okay he is <laughs> pissed and he comes back for round two and so Helen, like, drops to her knees and, like, hits him with a low blow. And she sliced it from its stomach to its neck. And Alina's like, oh, my God, you're, like, so hot right now. <laughs> I mean, Dude, that guys... was so amazing. <laughs> Aline in this chapter is just hilarious. Love her. She's, like, puppy struck, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. Jokes are jokes. hearts on her eyes. And it's adorable. And then, so, like... She, Helen slices it up and then like since they're in a battle, another demon appeared and this time like Aline did the saving of Helen and then they like tag team killing it together. They're bonding over blood. Awesome. Aline yells at Alec like, pay attention to the stage. And she said it just like that. Um, And so he looks up just in time to see the moon flower pentagram roar to life. Yeah. And a blinding light come out of the tornado and it lights up Shenyan and Magnus. And Alec okay. is like, this is, I feel like this is bad news bears. <laughs> that is not an appropriate joke. Okay. Alec is able, like just able to make out Magnus's face. And it's like he can see his eyes and his lips move. And it's like he's trying to like shout something. But Alec can't fucking hear him because, you know, pentagram. And then in an instant, they're just gone. He can't see anything. And of course, Alec's like running toward the stage. And he's blocked by some culties. And um, he like takes him out. Um, like one of them. And he's like goes to them. And he's like, if you value your life, you will run. And so, like, the guy did, obviously. He's no match for Alec fucking Lightwood. (laughs) And so now there's an opening, and Alec reaches the pentagram, but he's clearly blocked by an invisible barrier. Like, Mm. I don't know what this guy was thinking, thinking it was going to be that easy. Come on. Right. Right. Never. It's never that easy. It's not. Magnus can't get out, but I can get in. No biggie. Like, you remember, like, the sword thing with Jace? Like, Mm -hmm. come on. Clearly, it was going to be something like that. Exactly. And so now there's, like, more cult guys there because he's closer to the stage and so like they're in like a little group and Alec picked out who he assumed was the leader and asked where Magnus had gone to and the guy answers back by like he's like who who are you Mm. and Helen's like um hello do you not see all my like bamfy fucking clothes and angelic weapons we're clearly motherfucking shadow hunters and you're in deep shit Mm -hmm. that was a dumb fucking question and you guys, it's fucking Bernard and his goofy ass hat. Okay. 
and he's claiming to them (laughs) to be the new leader. Mm -hmm. But his cohorts don't agree, saying that they had voted to betray the Great Poison and the Cursed Daughter, but not about leaving him and his fucking snow globe in charge. See, you got to have the plan in place before the revolution. Yeah. Yep. This is a democracy. They're going to vote. Well, someone decided on all white. So was that the Cursed Daughter or did everybody come together? And they were like, yes. White is our color. Demons, white. Crimson hand, you think they want red? Yes. But no. Right. No. And Aline, who, like, apparently couldn't put all the clues together. Like, you read, you th- you knew that people thought Magnus was the cult leader. You read right. the rules of the cult. You've been here for how long? Couldn't put all that together. So she's like, who's the great poison? And oh Bernie tells her it's their founder, Magnus. And Helen's like, <gasps> oh, my gotcha, God, bitch. <laughs> um, which she just kind of she doesn't say she doesn't say anything. She just kind of like looks startled. And then like fucking Bernie goes into an unnecessary monologue, incriminating himself to a bunch of cops saying that the cult had broken away from Magnus's direction of helping kids and breaking rich people, and now we're invested in lightly breaded murder. Oh, wow. Like, a lot of it. What an upgrade. I know. So funny. And Aline is happy, and she's like, ooh, this confession means that, like, Magnus is innocent. But Alec is done with their fuckery. He does not care. And he takes out his blade... Despite his father's voice in his head telling him no real shadow hunter would use a serif blade on a Mundi. And he swings it close to Bernie's neck. Oh my god. And it makes the collar of his shirt blacken. And he says, where is Magnus? Alec demanded. I will not ask again. Oh my god. The BDE. Oh my I can't. god. I can't. I can't. I'm just I'm, like uh, fanning myself. Yeah. I'm, what was it? I'm fanning my fiction. Yes. Another callback. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Wow. That I need the purr. Something. Yes, I need it. Thank you. Yeah. And so Bernie's eyes go white and his mouth opened and the honored guest himself, Asmodeus, <laughs> voice flowed through him saying that the great poison was right there. Duh. Mm. And Bernard's puppet arm pointed to the pentagram where the Two Magnuses and two Shenyuns were now fighting each other. Oh, no. And the master of puppets, Osmodius, tells them, tells him, Alec, it's a test. And if he can figure out which Magnus is the real Slim Shady. Awesome. um, Then he can save him. Like, I'll let you go get him. And Alec, like, has his weapons already. Which I forgot to mention, by the way. I don't know why I'm going to this now. I'm doing in another thing. He was using his bow as like a club to fucking smack people yeah. in the head also. Yeah. Instead of just like the hilt of his sword. Yep. Which is also just, just like, really bro, put it that. away. Yeah. Put it away. Yep. Give it a rest. It needs a nap. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> it's a nap. I just thought about that. Okay. So he's got his things. He's got his weapons. He's ready to run into the fray. But he's like locked in place now because the mitosis and the pentagram was popping. Mm. Okay. And now they're like a hundred Magnuses. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. 
hoping. I didn't even say it like that. So I don't know why I had to write it like that. And now there's like a hundred. Like, how could anyone even know that? Magnuses. Mm. And they're all locked in different battles. And so in my head, I originally envisioned this as like that, like, goofy sort of when you're like have one person, like one image, and then it's like mirrored. Yeah. And like uh-huh. an anime or something, and they're all doing the same thing. Not these are separate entities. They're in different stages of battles. Yeah. So like yeah. in some of them, the Magnus is winning. The other ones, the Shinyan is winning. They're all in different stages of like standoff, basically. And Alex, like, I don't like what. Right. If he makes the wrong move, he could kill the real Magnus. So it's like, is it the Magnus on the ground that needs help? Is it the Magnus that's actually killing Shinyan? Like, I don't know what to do here. And Asmodeus reaches around and gives himself a giant pat on the back. He's like, I am so freaking clever. Like, (laughs) this was a really good thing to do to you. Because, like, I'm using my magic to fool you. And it's really cruel because all I'm doing is offering you hope that you don't have. Blah, ha, 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 ha. I am so awful. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, but he tells him, reminds him, in the fairy tales, the prince is always able to pick out the princess. So Mm. then his rusty cliche ass (laughs) says, quote, if only the world were a fairy tale Nephilim. And that's that. That's all he's like, dude, come on. Yeah. All this time listening in on all these cult people and you couldn't come up with something better than that? Shame. I am rubber, you are glue, basically. Yeah, sort of shame. comeback thing. Don't do that. Okay. I feel like we got a lot of answers today, you guys. Yep. I do too. I was rocking it. I was enjoying it. Next yeah. week's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's the end of the book. Long. I know. I just, I feel like this is every Cassandra Clare book. Because the first half is very, um, what am I trying to say? Character driven, character building. building. The second half is very action plotty. Yeah. So I'm just like, how are you going to wrap this up? And basically, we four chapters, but what did you say? One was like two pages. Right. Like, how are you yeah. going to wrap this up? What are you going to do? Right. And then you we'll know have to wait and see, bro. There's a little bit for that like reconciliation at the end too. Yeah. Tell me how's it gonna be? How's it gonna be? Thank you for being in my brain. So that being said <laughs> I hate that. Make sure that you read chapters twenty eight through thirty one and the epilogue for next yes. week's episode. All of it. All of we're it. done. All of it. It's a project, guys. All of me loves all of you. Mm-hmm. Wish me luck, because I barely made it this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.